Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Thursday, the 12th of January. And as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas, or insights in this podcast. All right, well, let's go to the scores on the doors as usual. And another positive night on the Dow and other U.S. markets. A lot of catch-up, especially in NASDAQ at the moment. After a pretty miserable 2022, it seems that they are back with a little bit of a gusto in 2023. Certainly that end-of-year sell-off has given uh, investors a bit of a chance to get back into those tech names, and they are doing pretty well. As a result, the Dow Jones was up 269 points, or 0.8 of a percent, to 33,973. It had a high of 271 up, which is pretty where it closed, a low of only seven points up. So closing very much on its highs, accelerating into the close as well. The Nasdaq was up 189 points or 1.76% going gangbusters. The S&P 500 in the middle for Diddle as usual up 1.28%. 50 points to 39.70 closing in on that 4,000 level. Certainly that 3,900 chart point. I did see that uh, bounce off that nicely and has just kept going higher. So that's good news for the U.S. market. Some of the U.S. stocks in the focus last night. Apple was up 2.1%. Meta, the artist formerly known as Facebook, pretty much unchanged. Google up 3.5%. Microsoft up 3%. Amazon up 5.8%. Tesla having a better day, 3.7% higher. Netflix, though, not doing too much. U.S. banks Slightly firmer, but not racing away. JP Morgan up 0.7. Goldman Sachs up 2%. Bank of America up 0.8. Wells Fargo up 0.9. And Block, the artist formerly known as Square, was up 2.3% there. Over in Europe, the stock 600 was up 0.4. FTSE up 0.4. Germany up 1.2. France up 0.8. So looking a little bit better across Europe. In terms of those treasury yields, Uh, We did see the U.S. 10 years down to 3.53%. Two years, 4.22. The Aussie 10 years, 3.64. Looks set to fall as well again today, potentially. The Aussie dollar, 69.07. The U.S. dollar index pretty much unchanged as well last night. But we did see, of course, this rally last night. We do have the CPI number on Thursday in the US and it is expected to show prices cooled by a modest 0.1 of a percent in December from the prior month. It still calls for 6.5% increase from the prior year, but excluding food and energy prices, the economists expect the CPI for December will be 0.3% higher than the prior month and 5.7% higher from a year ago. So that is going to be the focus for the market on Thursday. We did see some Fed speak as well from uh, Federal President of Boston, Susan M. Collins. She's a non-voter. Said she is leaning towards a 25 basis point hike at the next Fed meeting. Well, she doesn't vote, so I guess she can lean whichever way she likes. Collins argued that adjusting at a slower pace gives the Fed more time to assess incoming data. She favours raising quarter point increments over the next three meetings. So it's a kind of a cautious approach from her. But again, she is a non-voter. So uh, not uh, she can sway things, 
but she obviously can't vote on things. In other U.S. equity market news, the latest MLIV Pulse Survey shows the broad view on stock remains deeply pessimistic as earnings kick off this week, Friday. First couple of U.S. banks report. Of the 424 respondents, they are expecting the S&P 500's index slide to deepen. Have they been not looking at the market? Uh, the slide is definitely not deepening at the moment, that's for sure. So um, maybe that survey was done a little while ago. Looking at commodities, though, last night we had a big rise in oil. China uh, partly in the frame for that rise. But also we did see uh, a large U.S. crude stock buildup. But that was overshadowed by that uh, Chinese uh, reopening and the Lunar New Year coming up. So it uh, gained 3.1% last night for the Brent crude price. 82.91. Oil at WTI, 3.1% higher. $2.35 to 77.41. Commodities, despite the fact the US dollar did nothing, gold did nothing, down a dollar. But copper was up 2.27%. That was up now above 9,000. 91.29. Nickel was down 3%, though. It still remains quite volatile, that nickel market. Aluminium up 1.3%. Zinc up 0.8%. Lead down 0.4%. Tonne, having a good night for tonne, up 3.28%. So that going very well last night. Iron ore as well, doing well, up 1.1% as well. So that's really helping. The mining sector, BHP, up 0.8% in ADR terms. That's American Depository Receipts. And the Rio price in ADRs was down 0.34%. Freeport McMoran up 1.3%. Alcoa down 1.9%. Tech up 0.6%. Anglo up 1.1%. Glencore up 0.2%. Vale down 0.3%. Big move last night from Arbemarle up 5.65%. Looks like we might get some interest today. Continuing in the lithium space, which was starting to show some good signs yesterday, especially as some of the M&A activity that we have talked about in the past now seems to be kicking off. We did see SQM take a near 20%, potentially a near 20% stake in Azure Minerals. Uh, some of the big guys getting some optionality in their expansion and growth plans. So uh, that is something to, uh, to bear in mind, but it's certainly some of the explorers and uh, wannabes are starting to move and shake, so that's a good thing. Uh, we also saw last night some of the headlines. Uh, BlackRock plans to cut 500 jobs in the first retrenchment since 2019. Um, and we have seen natural gas in the US hitting a low on Wednesday trade. It's not seen since 2021, so that's interesting there. Not a lot of news locally as of yet. I'm just running through a few of the announcements. But Pendle Group, which has been acquired by rival Perpetual, has provided a dismal quarterly update of assets under management, revealing investors pulled $5.3 billion from its funds in the run-up to that. And if you've got childcare with G8, GEM being the code there, pushing through another fee rise, meaning parents will be slugged with a double-digit percentage hike since January last year. That's a trifecta of price increases. In crypto land, actually, funnily enough, crypto is starting to uh, uh, push a little bit higher. Crypto exchange Coinbase to close most of its Japanese 
operations. Endeavour Group, EDV, has bought Cape Mentel, uh, which and says it wants to be a major player in the wine market. We did see that uh, lithium deal yesterday. Uh, Creasy, Mark Creasy, uh, has backed Azure, uh, is a big shareholder there, and it soared yesterday up big time on the back of that $20 million SQM deal to buy around 20%. And let's face it, that is peanuts for the likes of SQM. In announcements this morning, Gold Road has reported Q4 gold production of 74,201 ounces and full year production of 314.647 ounces. Guidance was 300 to 340, so a little bit light on in terms of that FY production. We're also seeing uh, Warrego. Um, Let's have a look at the news coming through now. Strike Energy notes defeating condition in relation to takeover offer for Warrego Energy has been fulfilled following the opening of the offer today. Strike notes the implied value of its bid is now 38.5 cents per WGO shares. Uh, we have seen Maine Pharma has provided an update in a conference presentation. Return to positive EBITDA expected in FY24. And it is to defer proposed uh, 0.038 cent capital return by at least two months to March 2023. ABT, Abacus Property Group, uh, has been initiated as a overweight. And the REITs in the US were big, big winners last night, and they were big winners yesterday in our market with interest rates coming off, despite that 32-year high in the inflation rate that we saw yesterday. Uh, the REIT sector could kick again today. So keep an eye on that sector. Obviously, commodities very much in focus at the moment and expect to see some rises in the lithium market. SPY futures are up 57 points. So we should blast through 7,200 with ease today. And the market continues to push higher ahead of U.S. reporting season and our own U.S. reporting season as money is coming into the U.S. markets for the start of the year. And certainly there is a positivity there is a, certainly a better feel in the air about the CPI number, which is coming on Thursday, although some suspect that maybe the move has already happened, but we shall wait and see. But Thursday, US time, is the big CPI number, which is now starting to take on more significance than the non-farm payrolls number. Question of the day today, given the extraordinary 7.3% uh, inflation read that we saw yesterday, should the RBA pause in February, or should it raise rates yet again? be interesting to hear your opinions on that one. Certainly there was, I suspect, some hope that the RBA may be on pause and give the uh, economic data a little time to come through over the Christmas period. But that 32-year high in that rate yesterday was probably put paid to that. But love to hear your thoughts and ideas on that. Question of the day today, should the RBA pause or should it raise rates in its February meeting? Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. And as always, may the trading gods be with you.